garden plots with Skeletor, the gardening podcast that is guaranteed to yell at you about your plant caretaking mishaps 50% more than any other gardening podcasts. No way. It's got to be way higher than 50%, like 100% more. Gardeners are, I don't know, jolly and folksy. I think you're confusing us with tax attorneys. I don't think I am. Tax attorneys are famously folksy. Gardeners are a precise and vindictive lot. But they aren't, though. They categorically are. Have you met Evil Seed? Ah, okay. We learned about this in science class. Your sample size is too small, probably. And also, I think, maybe too evil? No such thing. But there is such a thing as the sweet potato, and it is perhaps the best and most noble tuber one can aspire to grow. Yes, I am prepared to entertain the Jerusalem artichoke, the potato, and taro as strong contenders, but the sweet potato is something magnificent. Why didn't you say that? Dad would have made you a sweet potato pie for the holidays if you'd wanted one. Stop trying to involve me in your picturesque domestic sphere that is no doubt both supportive and healthy, and makes one feel both loved and also free to be themselves, all while enjoying the nurturing taste of home cooking. Skeletor needs none of it! I can put you back in the entryway you know, Fabrielle, right next to the door, where you will be buffeted by the breeze of comings and goings all day long. That's what I thought. So that's where she was. That's certainly where I put her. Did you bring her back in here? See... I really enjoy having all of my fingers, so I don't touch your plants. Huh. Well, be that as it may, what you require to begin this tuber odyssey would be sweet potato growers, is a sweet potato, a glass jar partially full of water, and some toothpicks. Yes, like a child's science project, you are going to sprout your future sweet potatoes from one that has already been harvested. The potato should be partially submerged and held up by the toothpicks that you have poked around its middle. Below the water, the potato will grow roots. Above the water, the potato will grow what are known as slips. Take your prepared sweet potato in a jar and find somewhere warm. Not tolerable, not comfortable, it must be warm. We are talking 80 degrees Fahrenheit or warmer. No need to concern yourself with light, the sweet potato requires none. Only warmth and time. Can you do anything about the construction? Rude. How is that rude? You are forcing me to remember that at one time I would have had the unquestioned right to enchant their tools into doing a little samba, which would have solved the problem completely. But as I am the master of nothing, I am forced to resort to the same noise cancellation measures as any common nobody. How would their construction supplies sambaing help exactly? Contractors are a notoriously superstitious lot. They think their tools were haunted, obviously, and then flee the premises, leaving me in peace and with a set of construction tools to do with what I wish. I don't think that just because they're careful around ladders, that necessarily makes them superstitious. I mean, I'm careful around ladders. Are you sure you're not a contractor? Uh, no, I would know if I was a contractor. Hmm. Well, what of your parents? Uh, for example, did your parents ever give you knee pads? I mean... They love and care about me, so yes. And elbow pads. Ah, there you are then. I didn't know your parents were contractarians. They just didn't want me to have to go to the ER after falling off a skateboard. Sounds like mysteries of the faith to me. How is that even a faith? 
Do you not trust the elbow pad to protect and spare you the worst of life's pain upon the exposed ulnar nerve that we have for some terrible reason? I guess? I assume the profundity there is self-evident. Oh, definitely. Can't miss it. So what's your way to get the recording studio quiet? You gonna cast some sort of silencing spell? If you would, please keep it down. We're recording a podcast in here and the microphone is sensitive. Oh, man. Sorry, dude. We'll go work on getting the pump system set up for the water slide. We'll come back to this later. Hey, good luck on the podcast. What's it called? Garden Plots. It's about gardening. Oh, my sister loves gardening. She got really into it after the last time Skeletor was in charge for a while. She is so excited about her winter squash. I'm sure Skeletor would be gratified to hear that. I'll pass the podcast along to her. All right. We'll leave you to it. Uh, break a leg. There. Noise cancelled. Now, potato slips may appear in anywhere from a week to two months. Sweet potatoes are often the final thing to be planted in your garden as they require a great deal of warmth, so do not fret over much if the slips take their time in sprouting. You are much better served fretting over your choice of fertilizer or weed precautions. Or the annual evil gardener's grow-off? How do you know about that? It's weird. I keep getting text alerts from something called the Villainous Vegetation Society. Oh, that's right! I used your information to sign up for an account with them. What? Why? Can you unsubscribe from their texts? Probably. It says, to unsubscribe, click here. <laughs> no. Ah, I see. Yes, they really do commit to their mission statement to crush goodness and honor beneath their well-aerated rubber clogs. You are getting me off their text list. It takes at least a year and a formal hearing to do that. Wow, what a shame you didn't think of that before. You can hardly make me do it. Don't make me do the whole, nice podcast you got here, shame if something were to happen to it, bit. Can't you just do it because it was a jerk move of you to get me on that list in the first place? But you get all the early access to their evil plant sales. <sighs> nice podcast you got here. It would be a real oh, shame. Fine. I'm not wearing a tie to the formal hearing, though. Perhaps I'll send many faces in my place. Pretty sure that's not gonna work. Of course it will work. Many faces is a master of disguise. Okay, first of all, he's a master of exactly two disguises. And last time I checked, you weren't a robot or a green monster. <laughs> a mere detail. And second of all, Manny Faces doesn't work here. He's one of the He Buddies. Are you sure? Yup, pretty sure. Then who was I thinking of? Probably Triclops? A lot of people seem to mix them up. I mean, they both have Lazy Susan facial technology. Oh, that's probably it. Also, they're dating. Yes, well, I suppose I should start paying more attention to my minions' personal lives. Uh, computer, set a reminder for me to care about the romantic entanglements of my former underlings starting never. You know we don't have a voice-activated computer, right? It was a rhetorical command. Now, back to the matter at hand, sweet potatoes. Once your sweet potato has several healthy-looking slips, remove them and root them in water. Be sure to change the water regularly to avoid algae and mold, etc. When it's warm enough, you can plant the slips in your garden at least one foot apart. Don't scrimp on space unless you want to be embarrassed by the modest size of your potatoes at harvest. Water them throughout the summer months, and then, come autumn, you will have a bounty of starchy root vegetables that work in both sweet and savory dishes. Dad listens to the podcast, by the way. You're almost certainly getting a pie. 
No pies. I don't think even you can stop Dad when he's in pie mode. We'll see about that. Now then, before any more distractions can get us further off schedule, let's discuss your schedule, listener. No, I am not referring to what time you stumble out of your sleeping chamber and pour yourself a bowl of Eternios to shovel into your maw as you sit in front of the Teleovision. I am talking about the only schedule that actually matters, your planting schedule. Do you see that large, colorful rectangle on your wall, which is no doubt decorated with insipid images of cartoonious creatures? What about ones with dollar store inspirational quotes? I stole that from a mid-tier store, so excuse you. That rectangle is called a calendar, and it has a use other than merely distracting you from the humdrum monotony of your dreary existence. Beneath this colorful picture, you will see a grid with a series of sequential numbers on it. This is the area you should be focusing on- Ugh. What is it, calculator? Sorry, I just- Oh, oh my god, am I interrupting the podcast? I'm interrupting the podcast. I'm sorry, this is just kind of a big deal for me. I feel like a real hench person right now. I mean, everyone else has gotten to interrupt. I, am I doing it right? In that you are further ruining the podcast and my day personally, yes. Ooh, glad to hear. It's so strange. I've always planned what I'd say if I interrupted, and now it's here, and it just feels completely natural. Yep, you're doing great. If you have a point to make, I suggest you arrive at it before I have you thrown in the moth cage. <laughs> I'm being threatened. I feel like I'm back at that hench person fantasy camp my parents sent me to for my 16th birthday. Also, Evil Lynn switched the moth cage out for an oubliette uh, filled with enormous vampire bats. So. Why are you in here? Sorry, sorry. Uh, did Evil Lynn maybe talk to you about the budget? Did she say anything to you about the finances at all? I know nothing of and care nothing for Evil Lynn's budget. Now be gone, Calculator! It's Chuck, actually. Really? You look like a Calculator. Oh, I get that sometimes. The thing is, Evil Lynn's not taking any of my calls. And when I try and catch her in the hallway, she always says she's too busy. She's either on her way to Pilates or perfecting a spell that can preserve and bottle the pitiful wails of a grieving widow. Apparently, they're a natural exfoliant. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, Calcu- Chuck, your problems with Eva Lynn are none of my concern. I refuse to be party to anything regarding her or her cruel and unjust takeover of this evil fortress. Is something wrong, Chuck? I know there's been a lot of, uh, projects going on. I don't want to say that something is wrong per se, but it's not usually a good sign when people avoid the budget guy. Um, I asked for a copy of the billing statements from the contractors, and all I got was a business card with the hourly rates for an all-male troupe of burlesque dancers. Uh, pretty sure that is exactly who she's contracted to do all the renovations. There's supposed to be a bidding process! She said if Snake Mountain was going to be undergoing renovations, that there had to be at least one upside to having contractors in the house. They're better at it than you think. The kitchen is mostly fine, and the sunken tub in the master bathroom turned out okay. Mmm, I see. Well, that explains the non-regulation safety equipment they've been wearing, I, I guess. Uh, and also the weird way that they carry around their paychecks. I feel like 18 is still too young to see a bunch of guys walking around with pay stubs sticking out of their G-strings. There are some things one is never old enough for. Which reminds me, if you're starting your seedlings indoors and you're nearing your last frost date, your seedlings may soon be old enough to move outside. Smooth transition. I know. Now, 
There is an entire process to this. It is not as simple as chucking them onto the nearest outdoor surface and leaving them to the wolves. Would wolves want them? Oh, I see. Uh, You've gotten a taste for interrupting, hmm? And I suppose you're going to just loiter and workshop your heckling? You let Riley do it. Privileges of the sound minion. Believe me, if I could stop Riley, I would. Also, that interruption? Subpar. Three out of ten at best. We do not need a ranking system for the interruptions to the podcast. What we need are fewer interruptions. Oh man, way too late on that front. Did you not see the rankings we posted on the fridge? Beastman is favored to win the Interrupt-A-Cup. There's a trophy? We use the petty cash. That's not what it's for. I don't know, it's pretty petty. Ooh, I hope I get ranked. Take a little advice. Let Skeletor's ranting do the heavy lifting. Don't try to shoehorn your interruption in, just... Interrupt when the muse strikes you. Oh, try it and see what happens. I know where you sleep. Actually, no, I don't think you do. I commute from Eternos. Fine. Where do you sleep? Well, I'm not going to tell you now. Mmm. Rest assured, I will make it a point to find out. Just as you, listener, should make it a point to find out your last frost date. Once it has passed, your more delicate seedlings are ready to begin the hardening off process. Now, while the puerile pea-brains among you are giggling at that phrase, I can inform the rest of you that hardening off is the process of acclimating seedlings started indoors to safely weather outdoor conditions. Without this process, they are likely to perish, so listen closely. A week to ten days before you intend to transplant your seedlings to outdoor life, take them outside in the morning or afternoon and leave them in a shaded area for a few hours. Do this for a day or two. If the weather is unusually windy or cold, wait to begin the hardening off process. If your seedlings do well in the shaded area, you may gradually introduce them to more and more sunlight every few days. You will know if you have erred in this because the tender leaves of your seedlings will be scorched. The full process of hardening off takes one week at least, sometimes two. Do not be a hasty herald and rush to acclimate your seedlings so they can be transplanted to the outdoors. They already grow up fast enough. Must you rush them in this, their most challenging and fraught transition? That reminds me, um, uh, did, did you, uh, oh, um, well? I got nothing, I'm sorry. I, I thought that would be a good place for an interruption, and then I just panicked. You're right, Riley, I shouldn't have tried to force it. Rookie mistake, don't worry about it. Happens to everybody. You should have seen Beastman when I first got here. He was so nervous, he just waited politely and let Skeletor finish all his rants. No way, Beastman? That has literally never happened. First of all, I do not rant. I succinctly deliver exquisitely crafted oral essays. And second of all, none of my minions has ever let me finish a rant. Now, since apparently nobody else has anything material to contribute to the discourse, will it kill Beastman? Beastman gets skittish when we have strangers in the lair, and with all the construction, he's been spending a lot of time in his crate. As a result, I haven't seen so much as a single leaf or frond missing from any of my plants. This gives us a chance to cover plants that your pets can eat and enjoy. Petgrass! Petgrass is a perennial wheat that is edible and pet-safe. It is not something that pets necessarily must have for a healthy diet, but many pets crave some greens from time to time, and pet grass is a way to satisfy their craving without risking exposure to parasites or dangerous chemicals. It is thought that it may aid the digestion of some pets and provide fiber to their diet. 
plant pet grass in a container that receives full sun. Keep the soil evenly moist, but not soaking wet. If kept outside, this will mean watering every few days. Within a few weeks, you should have a small salad bar for your pet to nibble on whenever the fancy strikes them. Pet grass, like all plants, has chlorophyll in it that acts as a breath freshener. Granted, it's not going to be as effective as brushing your pet's teeth or adding anti-plaque supplements to their water, but it will diminish some of the more... fragrant extremes. You can buy pre-grown pet grass, but planting your own is incredibly simple and ensures that you know the grass hasn't been treated with any products that might harm your pet. Also, it's all the thrill of growing a plant, but with very little effort involved. It's so simple, your pet could almost grow it. Beastman starts barking at the hose, which means he's not allowed to water, but perhaps some pets could manage it. Your more cunning felines, or canny canines, perhaps. Doubt it. I once saw a husky hotwire a horde crawler right out from under what passes for Hordak's nose. I dare say it could have grown pet grass if it cared to. Whoa, that's the coolest dog. Yes, it also stole his credit card. I offered it an internship, but it piddled on my leg and drove away. Petgrass! Will it kill Beastman? No! In fact, it's beneficial, and you should consider planting some for your own pets. Huh. Maybe I should plant some of that for my dog. Although, maybe I should, uh, get a dog first. I'd name it Cha-Ching! Better! Six out of ten interruption. Now, calculator, if you will return to whatever abacus-festooned hovel you call a workstation, Riley and I have work to do. It's time for a word from our sponsor. Oh, good! Don't let me keep you. Snake Mountain could really use the revenue stream. Yes, I'm sure it could. Now, listener, would you like to own a webbed site but are too much of a dunderheaded dullard to know which end of your mouse to plug into the wall socket? Of course you are. I, of course, possess a degree of technological wizardry that rivals my actual wizardry, but for those of you who are not so lucky, there's Rhombus Void. After a brief visit to their homing page at http colon slash slash www period r-h-o-m Wait, hold on a second. Did you say Snake Mountain could use the revenue stream? Wow, did you just interrupt yourself? Impressive. And yes, I've been trying to get someone, uh, anyone, to notice Snake Mountain is almost certainly experiencing some cash flow issues. Well, bully for Snake Mountain, uh, but Garden Plots with Skeletor is mine alone and all currency tributaries generated thereby flow in exactly one direction. To me. Well, I hate to contradict you, but I'm fairly certain every resident of Snake Mountain is employed under a work-for-hire contract and as such any intellectual property generated by the individual is the property of Snake Mountain LLC and use of the resulting revenue from such a property is at the discretion of its CEO. You made your minions sign work-for-hire contracts? Of course I did. I'm evil, but I certainly didn't sign one. I'm pretty sure I saw your signature on one. Evil Lynn had it sent over to my office a few weeks ago. It stood out because most of the contracts I see are on regular sheets of paper, but for some reason this one was printed on a round piece of cardboard. Pog, I autographed for that endorsement deal! I was told that the holofoil artwork would be printed around my signature! I should have known something was suspicious when the delivery boy was wearing a purple and blue tiara and kept cackling maniacally. And yet you didn't. I was in the throes of an addiction to sweet lady Pog. No one can be held responsible for the things they might do when chasing the cardboard dragon. Oh man, don't I know it. 
However, much like the timeshare I'm still paying for at Beanie Babyland, it is still legally binding, probably. However much anything is legally binding when done through the subterfuge and petty treason this place runs on. <laughs> Sorry. So, a hard maybe? Look, all I know is that as long as that pog is there, Garden Plots belongs to Snake Mountain. And now that I've finally gotten you to take this seriously, maybe we could talk about how the books aren't uh, adding upright. In fact, they don't add at all. Mostly they're just frowny face emojis and some flames and one eggplant that I have serious questions about. So I'm getting more uh, Sure, than sure, a- sure. Calculator. Chuck. That's what I said. It was not. It's fine. I just really need to talk to someone who knows how this is supposed to work. Well, best of luck in that and all your endeavors, which means I don't care and I hope it all ends horribly, but I need you to leave now. You're kicking me out. I mean, this is a huge and serious problem, but look at me. Calculate. I mean, Chuck getting kicked out of the podcast. Mom, are you listening to this? Out. Gosh, what a day for me. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to leave these spreadsheets right here. (sighs) Think she can take the podcast too, does she? I was gone when she took Snake Mountain, but she can't get away with this. Not with me here. It's one thing to plot my betrayal behind my back, but now that that traitorous fiend has the full attention of both me and my back, she'll find the betrayal is on the other foot. What are you doing? You got a gleam in your socket that I haven't seen for a while. If I take these spreadsheets and wrap them around my head like a babushka... Are you... Do you have a scheme? Yes, Riley, it's time! Listeners, come back next week to hear more of my plant preeminence in this Garden Plots with Skeletor, owned and operated only by Skeletor. Goodbye, listeners. I am off to do a scheme! Garden Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Calculator is played by Adel Rafai. Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots, or through our website, GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.carrd.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash gardenplotswithskeletor. Thanks for listening. Melissa, it's Chuck. Call me back when you can. I think I have a friend. Also, should we get a dog?